Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. I'm going to get to the scripture reading in just a sec, but a little bit of an intro. So the first time I ever stood up here, I had traveled on an airplane from Denver, Colorado. I was asked to speak for three to five minutes as a way to introduce all of you to me. A complete stranger asking you to discern whether or not I was the right person to be called to being a release minister here. In the weeks leading up to this, I had written what I thought I was going to say. I had it typed out and made two copies just in case I lost one. The day before I was scheduled to speak, I went through about a 12-hour full day of interview process with the search committee and arrived back at Julie and David's house um, in downtown Portland to sleep and prepare for my first meeting of worship at West Hills. I remember laying in bed and watching the closing ceremony of the FIFA World Cup, which was happening at that time, I'm a soccer nut, as a way to unwind. As I watched, it hit me. What I had planned to say wasn't what I was supposed to say. All of a sudden, I had that familiar feeling of a waterfall of ideas sentences and words, and I hurried to my backpack for a journal. I felt like I was trying to find a large bowl, worried that what I was supposed to say was flowing downstream, and that I might not recall everything I needed to say. I scribbled frantically, and when I was done, I realized that what I needed to talk about was my fear my uncertainty, and the way it was all wrapped up and intertwined with the unfolding story of my life. And then, just this week, I sat down at my desk in my office there in the back corner and closed my eyes and sat with spirit and asked, what is it you'd like me to bring this Sunday? And all of a sudden, the waterfall started pouring again, and then I realized that I needed to talk about what my fear, my uncertainty, and the way it was all wrapped up and intertwined with the unfolding story of my life. The scripture reading for today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. I want to give a bit of a trigger warning on this one, though. It is one of Jesus' parables that confuse me, and sometimes not in a good way. It has also been abused by grand manipulators, folks who've lived by a prosperity gospel to get rich off false promises to their followers. 
I hope you stick with me as I read it. As I have done my own work of reclaiming this parable and hope you might find hope in it too. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused, but later he said to himself, though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. There's a footnote on this one. Um... And I guess some translators have said, or so that she may not finally come and slap me in the face. (laughs) And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? So what I wasn't prepared for when I read this text again was the shift from thinking about this in a skin and bone way to a more metaphorical way a more inward way. It's hard to do that at first because the story is laying out such a real-life scenario. But I wonder if you might play with this a little bit with me. Remember, this is a parable. It is is a made-up story to encourage its listeners to think. So I played with it some, and something happened. What if Jesus is talking about the unjust judges in our own heads, in addition to the unjust judges slash powers that that we actually live among us? You see, I have a few people to thank for me standing here today, but perhaps none greater than a spiritual director who sat in her office at a Lutheran church in Denver with Beth and I and said, What if you dare to dream about moving to Oregon and not let inward critics or judges derail you? We did that for many weeks, and it was hard, so hard. And during that time, I found a posting for a job for a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon, and in just another couple of weeks, I was standing in this very spot telling you the story I just told about how a wise woman dared us to dream and how the fruit of that practice was me standing here. Do I really think that Jesus is saying here that God is an unjust judge? I don't. I think Jesus is keenly aware 
that we all have implanted in our brains and our hearts unjust judges and other casts of characters whose job it is to deny us of our desires towards happiness and to loving ourselves and to thinking we are worthy of love and justice and healing and fairness and peace. Perhaps these characters are as familiar to you as your own friends and family. Perhaps these characters are your friends and family. But lately, I've been wondering what it looks like to sit down gently with these characters and to patiently listen to them tell us their fears. To tell us why they are so concerned about protecting us or why they seem so bent towards making our lives miserable. Like any good listener, hearing these voices, even for the disembodied characters in our psyches, can allow us to hear with compassion true motivations for their actions and to receive that with grace and understanding and even perhaps forgiveness. And then we might even be able to politely invite them to take a break or to perhaps take a long, long vacation somewhere far, far away. I wonder if that is what this whole pray without ceasing thing is about that exists in this passage. The intro to the parable, if you remember, is, then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. What if we are the widow that comes to these unjust judges and our psyches each and every day, time and time again, and we slowly break them down? What might open up for us? How might the spirit present itself differently to us? What if we might live in that space of dreaming and of listening to our deepest desires apart from the cast of characters that are consistently critiquing and shooting us down? <clears throat> One of my favorite theologians is a gay Catholic priest. And I can only imagine the amount of dreaming and perseverance he has had to go through to realize his dream of being a priest within that tradition. In one of his books, he has this to say. Imagination and desire feed each other positively. And this is a vital element of faith. Becoming able to imagine something good and so to want it and then as one wants it more, finding it more possible to imagine it more fully. He, here he, Jesus, seems aware that despite what he is attempting to implode in our midst, we are frighteningly likely to be content with far too little. To go along with our internalized unjust judges and so not to dare to imagine a goodness which could be ours and thus not dare to want it. This week I was losing heart in many ways. Our family has been burdened with so much. At one point I was looking through my YouTube feed and found a video from a channel that I subscribed to. 
It was of this wild group of artists and poets and theater-like folk who have committed to living intentionally together in homes they call, get ready for it, love shacks. <laughs> this isn't what you may be thinking. But it's really a community structured around radical hospitality, love, silliness, and I, da and I dare say holy foolishness. They build their homes from earth and materials, and as I watched, I felt for a moment the unjust judges taking a back seat, overwhelmed by the joy and possibility flooding my brain. And for a whole half a day, which is a lot, I let myself imagine and dream. I imagined my hands in mud and straw, slapping it onto a wooden twisted frame and shaping the walls with my hands. I imagined forming nooks and round spaces for windows and skylights and candles. I saw the warmth of that place with no hard edges. And for a while, I caught a vision of a village of people living in similar ways where we shared the duties of daily life, cooking, childcare, gardening, and the joys and struggles of shared life, of worship, of play, of shouldering each other's financial burdens. And my heart was bursting and my hands shaking with excitement. And man, I couldn't help but think that maybe this is exactly the type of thing Jesus is talking about as we find ourselves living in the midst of unjust systems that oppress, as we find ourselves living under the rule of actual unjust judges and powers that be, we are being called to create something new, to live in an alternative way that addresses fundamental injustices, to find systems of support that no longer rely on stepping on other people. What will be required to make this reality happen? To directly confront the unjust judges that stand in our way, both physically and mentally. To wear them down with our vision of fairness, our vision of thriving and happiness. We need to expose the ways in which those in power force us to settle for too little or to realize these visions of justice and hope on the grounds of impracticality. Our own Holly Dines commented on a post I made this week and said this, Mark, don't underestimate the energy and power of your dreams. The perfect thing to do when you are stressed, get into your right brain, set your GPS, figurative and actual or actual somewhere and then let go of how you can or can't get there and get in the flow of the present moment. Trust that spirit will open things for you in fantastic ways. Friends, I keep coming back to this as we are a community in tremendous transition. I so want us to occupy this wild and generative and beautiful place together. I'd love to share in this work of visiting the unjust judges in ourselves and for us corporately as we imagine our future together. To state our desires and our dreams while simultaneously inviting the voices that continue to put up walls 
to let themselves down and relax. What does that look like for you right now? Individually, how are you confronting the cast of characters who are attempting to keep you from listening to the spirit that wants justice and happiness for you? What does that look like for us right now, corporately? How might we confront the voices within us that wish to keep us from creating a faith community devoted to this wildly generative work of dreaming and living into those dreams? How are you feeling moved this morning? Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.